0: spirit is nothing more than a person without a body so they have to have a body to inhabit you know and they come from somewhere that you can't see the spirit world is real more real than people can imagine they have to have a flesh to fulfill their perverted wicked nefarious perversities of life everybody's looking for their spiritual guide everybody's trying to connect with the spiritual realm while at the same time the church simply says miracles don't exist angels don't exist demons don't exist my friend something is wrong the number one demon that needs to be cast out of the church is the demon of religion you're sleeping with somebody outside of marriage you're lusting you're watching porn you're beating your wife when nobody's looking you come to church looking all great and stuff walking around but you were just out there yelling at your wife calling her a b-word and all that stuff and some of you no offense but you're in here now and you ain't manifested yet because you refuse to repent and lose your dignity. He's raising up ministries that's gonna kick the door in and tell the devil, let my people go! You see, redemption and salvation is for the lost. Deliverance is to set the captives free. Deliverance is for the people of God. Deliverance is for the church. I thought it was clairvoyant. I did tarot cards. I'm talking the new age thing. I had psychic friends. I thought it was psychic. I'm here to call this culture to Jesus Christ and cast out demons. Because these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils.
1: It's a house party, everyone's invited. Let's get started. And I came with a plan for the man, 'cause weapons were born, but they won't stand. Who do you go to when the road is long? When the road is long?
2: To when the road is long? Jesus, you go to Jesus. who is the answer?
0: Who is the answer, who is the answer when things are going?
2: We give him a will you, yeah, you. better remember that. Tell me in the house.
1: What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's going on, y'all? Once again, we are here. Yes, the house party, 21.8 Amplitude. My goodness, guys. It's What's funny to me is that Nofo just sings his heart out on this track.
3: Yeah, but you messed it up with your wiki, wiki, wiki thing there. I couldn't do it on time. I'm a DJ. I do that kind of thing. Whatever. Okay. So. Who, who, who? who?
1: Oh, my goodness, guys. Tell me who's in the house. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for tuning in. 21.8 Amplitude. We're live, live, all the way live here. Wednesday night house party, are you ready to get this thing rocking? I'm ready to get this rocking. Let's go. Let's do it right now, guys.
3: Check this out. Jesus Christ is in the I'm ready to get this going like a felon on the run. And you're here with the Five O c Boys. Yeah. Aye. Aye.
2: Hey. Hey. Yeah. Boys. The boys. Yeah. Oh. oh hold on. Holla, we the boys. boys. The 5-O-S-T up in the house. Uh, we the boys. Get a little oh more excited, oh bro. Oh we making noise, Holla. Hey. Hey. Holla, 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 Holla. Oh 5-O-S-T. we the boys. Holla, we five the boys. Holla, 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 we making noise, holla.
1: With your one, only your
2: boy blue. Instead of busting case, I'm gonna show another way. I'm gonna be a motivation. I'm gonna be a motivation. Hard work dedication. I'm gonna yeah. be a motivation. I'm gonna yeah. yeah. be a motivation. I'm gonna be a motivation. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a motivation. I'm dedication, be a motivation. I'm gonna be a motivation. I'm gonna be a and the one and only yeah. of oh, the Tiger.
3: Yeah! No flow. I'm right here. Are you ready? Rising up, straight to the top. Got the guts, got the
2: glory. With the distance. I'm not gonna
3: stop. You know, I'm gonna let them sing at this time. Yeah, it might be a good idea
2: the oh, and the
1: last There he goes There he goes
2: Here we go, ready?
1: Boom. What's the prediction of the fight?
0: Prediction. Pain. I want my boy. I want him. You tell him I'm coming for him. I want my boy. I want my boy.
1: <laughs> this guy is too much, man. I'm coming after him. Oh, no flow in the house. Like
3: like a robber left something. You know, man, we should get Mr. T to get on this show. You know what?
1: Eventually we will do something like that.
3: I would love to have him on the show. I pity the fool. Ah, come on now. All right, let's see. You do it, and then I do it. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. It sounds the same. Well, how about from uh, from the A team? Shut up, fool! <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! I tell you, shut up, fool! All right, now, but absolutely. I would love to have him on the show. I'd love to have Mr. T on the show there, man. Uh, yeah, Mr. T's a Christian. You know that, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I'm well I'm aware.
3: Absolutely. He loves the Lord, and that's all, so that's all, uh, uh, absolutely awesome there. So, uh, hey, um, i tell yeah, you what. i tell you. It's,
1: it's amazing. <laughs> excuse me.
3: We're happy to be here live
1: with you Wednesday night, house party, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, wherever you may be. Thank you for tuning in and logging in to us on our radio station. Twenty-one point eight amplitude, and we are live on four different streamers, five different streamers tonight. We are on our umolv Facebook, umolv Twitter, umolv
3: Twitch, and we're live on Patreon. You know, and and, and also to their YouTube, their YouTube, yeah, that part two uh, You know what? You know what happens when you can? Uh... What's that? <laughs> Uh, I'm in the mood for jokes today. Uh, you're a jokester today? Yeah, so what happens when you get somebody that... Uh, what do you call somebody that uh, watches YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook all at the same time? Mm, I have no idea. You twit face. You twit face. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes, <laughs> jokes. Jokes. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. God, okay. That, that was just uh, That was one of those... That was one of those... Uh, <laughs> It um, deserves one of those man Yeah, good stuff man yeah, that, that, that was bad all right okay bad.
1: go ahead so anyway thank you tuning in live with us right now uh, we appreciate your listens your eyes we're, we're live all the way live hey man it's it's you no know, it's been it's been something else this week um you know obviously we got we got through probably the most evilest day of the year celebrated evilest day got through it you know uh, I'll tell you something not like it used to be um, it's, you know, I, I have a tendency of supporting, uh, the old school, how we used to do it. Uh, and that was the hope. And, uh, it just didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Um, God revealed some stuff to me, which is, you know, something that happens. And, uh, next year, this time we'll, we'll be in a different place, different situation. And, you know, we'll be able to do some stuff, but, uh, I hope everyone out there stayed safe. Hope everyone had a good time. You know, I'm not going to... I There's no judgment here. There's no, there's no religion here. If you went out and had a good time, I hope you're safe. Hope you had a good time and you got all the candy you could possibly get. Um, that's just the way it works. And um, I wish I was a little kid again. I love being able to go out there and have fun. Man, that was fun
0: times.
3: You, you know, my first Halloween, I... I... <laughs> Let, 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 let me just say when I say my first Halloween, okay, and uh, this was when I was uh, when I was ten years old, because we didn't celebrate Halloween in Africa, so for the oh, first n- ten years, n- not in Africa, no. Oh wow, okay. For the first ten years of my life, I did not know what Halloween was. Oh, okay. And then come then uh, come around when I came here in nineteen eighty, uh, just it was actually just a couple of weeks after I uh, I probably been in the country about a month and a half, two months, somewhere around there. Uh, came in September of eighty. There, so uh, Halloween was uh, around, uh, uh, of course, October of uh, eighty, and I ended up dressing up as the Incredible Hulk. All right, fitting, very fitting. Uh, yeah, you know, but I really didn't need any makeup. You <laughs> lying just... about that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was, uh, it, it, yeah, it was the the first Halloween there, and I'll never forget there. My next door neighbor Billy dressed up as Dracula. I dressed up as, uh, as incredible Hulk and my brother dressed up as some goofy, goofy, ghoulish thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but, Mm -hmm. but it was, it, it was all in fun there. But so, yeah, I hope everybody did stay safe and I hope that they, you know, regardless, they enjoyed themselves there and, uh, and just had a, had a decent time. I will tell you that I will tell you this and Henry and I, uh, last, uh, it was uh thursday last no friday friday night we did go out with our church to a, do to participate in what's called a trunk retreat and i gotta tell you this here that at our booth there we were handing out candy and we were handing out bibles and uh, henry and lily and the rodriguez family there were participating in uh doing face paints for the kids and everything now i gotta tell you this that as I was going ahead and as I was passing out Bibles, little Gospels of John, there was this young kid that came up, he was probably about 11, 12 years old at the most, all right? And I asked him, I said, hey, would you like a Bible? And he, I showed him the Bible and it was one of those old Gideon Bibles that you would get at a hotel. Nothing fancy, nothing, you know, nothing outrageous or anything like that. Just a simple Gideon Bible and you're not going to believe this but this kid looked at me and he did this and he goes a bible a bible my own bible i'm going to get my own bible and he got so excited he got so he got so amped up literally he was like i'm going to get my own bible i got my own bible here how much is it to, is it going to cost anything and I, and I really wanted to tell him that, yeah, it did it cost something, it cost the blood of Jesus there, and he shed it for you to have this. But I said, it's not gonna cost you anything, but here it is. And he got so excited over it, he grabbed it, and he, and he was literally holding on for dear life to it there. And I thought, wow. I said, here we are, man. We live in a society there where, in my house, you can go into my house and you will see Bibles everywhere. You will see it in my, on my desk. You will see it in my room, uh, on uh, in my closet. There, where, you'll see it on the table. You'll see it on my phone. Do I? When was the last time that I got so excited about getting a Bible? It's called it's called desensitized. That's what it's called. You got so many
1: that you desensitize yourself to the excitement of having God's word.
3: And I, yeah, and I have never, honestly, in all my years of serving the Lord, I've never seen somebody happy to get a Bible. And so, guess what? That just put things in perspective for me. It was, I'm going, okay, I need to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and treat, not that I don't, okay, I do, but I need to go ahead and have such a reverence for the Word of God there that I would act like that uh, that like that little kid there when I get excited about my Bible. Because I guarantee that kid's going home with his Bible there. Look at the screen. Nikki Picky, which is my sister out in Texas. She says, y'all jamming. Absolutely. Awesome. We'll Nikki, ya. we love you, man.
1: Yeah, I figured out how to put it on the screen. So now we can put them on the screen and show everybody what they're saying on the screen. That
3: means they better watch what they're saying then, huh? <laughs> in so many words. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was awesome, man. And, uh, and by, the, by the end of the night, we had all those Bibles passed out. I think we passed out at least a couple of hundred of Gospel of John's, reached the kids, and it was just absolutely awesome. But that particular uh, one kid just totally blew me away. Yeah, so it was it, amazing. It, it, it's super cool to see kids get excited, and that's you know that, that
1: that's why we we participate in it is for the children. See, when I was coming up, you know, no one gave me the holier than thou. You should not be celebrating this deal they let me be a kid They let me enjoy the culture of halloween okay and i it just it, I, I, have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for the kids who dress up and come up and we, we bless them you know and years past they come up to the door and you know when i hand them their candy i yeah, bless them god bless you you know god be on you you will know, be covering you and then the parents i see the parents in the background thank you so much there's nothing evil about that there's nothing bad about that it's good i'm giving them something good in that in that night and when i hear all this stuff going on and people saying their opinions and this and this and that not everyone's created equal on this one okay you can do good and present good on a night like that that's that dark
3: you know, there's a scripture that says that we got to be as harmless as doves, uh, wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. That's right. Okay? And there, there's times when you've got to go ahead and you've got to be subtle about the way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something that just comes to my mind mm-hmm. about this year that that uh, that happened in World War II, just to share this year real quick. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, World War Two general named Erwin Rommel. He was a real bad guy. Okay, he was a, a Nazi guy, mm-hmm. and he. But he was, uh, but he was known as the Desert Fox. He was called the Desert Fox there. And why was he called the Desert Fox? Because he was rampaging uh, all over Northern Africa, destroying all all, all Northern Africa there to uh, you know fighting to push the Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. Now, every once you know, here's what would happen when he would. When, uh, when he would get together and meet with some people there with his, co- with his top lieutenants there and, uh, his, and all of his uh, subordinates and everything, and planning a, uh, a tank attacks there against the Allied forces there, there was be the, there would be this one. Uh, one lieutenant there that he did not know did not know where he came from did not know where he uh, you know uh, anything about him but he would be in this meeting and this lieutenant would give him bad uh, would give him uh, advice that would turn out to be bad and this lieutenant showed up at a at a at some, at the several meetings there to go ahead and give him bad advice mm-hmm. okay now because of that bad advice that was given to him by that lieutenant there, Rommel was not able to go ahead and fully advance in uh, Northern Africa. Now, why am I mentioning that? Because nobody knew who this lieutenant was. Nobody knew where he had come from. Nobody had known of him, but he was there at a part of the meeting. You know what he was? What that? He was an angel. Oh, nice. He was an angel. Nice. And he was an angel there sent to go ahead and deceive... Erwin Rommel from his bad plans. Now, why do I mention that? Because what the angel had to do was go ahead and go incognito. He couldn't come up and say, hey, I'm an angel here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going (laughs) to, you know, uh, you're doing wrong. What he had to do is he had to go ahead and be incognito and go in and do his work and then get out, okay? And it's the same thing here. And sometimes... We've got to be as harmless as, uh, as, as, uh, as doves, as wise as serpents. We've got to be able to go in, go out, get the job done, mm-hmm. and then leave. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing here with, uh, well, well, why are you uh, participating in this uh, Halloween thing? First off there, uh, number one, both you and I know, I don't believe in Halloween. Okay. Now, but when I was younger, yeah, I celebrated it because I wasn't saved at that time. Okay. Now, there's a line between believing and celebrating. Big difference.
1: I don't believe in Halloween either. Right. But I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let religion stop me from blessing these children.
3: Absolutely. Okay. So, so
1: regardless of right. we do it on a truck or treat a week before, or we do it on the actual 31st of October, either way, right. there is a way to counter this. There is a way. Absolutely. My God is bigger than all your demonic stuff. Okay. Sure. Because I mean, there's plenty of that going around last night. But to say that it's all demonic and we cannot do anything about it and we're gonna let evil just run the world. When when I'm when I'm handing out candy to these kids and I'm blessing them and I'm saying hi to the parents and I'm watching them and I'm you know doing the doing what God's put in my heart to do, you're gonna tell me that that is an evil practice? You could take a religion somewhere else. I'm not going to listen to that.
3: And not only that, but you know, when, uh, uh, the, when we do things like that, like what we were doing there the other night, they're passing out those Bibles, passing out candy. We were passing out candy there with the Bibles. I mean, come on, you know, you get the kids over to the table there, you give them the candy and then you hand them a Bible. There you go. So we, we've got to be as wise as, ser- as serpents again, harmless as doves there. We've got to know how to go ahead and be able to, uh, engage with the culture As much as we are counterculture, we've got to learn how to engage with the culture to go ahead and win that culture over, which means that you've got to get on there. You've got to get, you've got to be realistic to them. You've got to be approachable to them. Well, of course, and that's
1: what UMO is moving forward gonna do. We have every intention of reaching these children at their level whatever they're wearing whatever they're into and not act like it's some type of sin okay because like last week you said it and you are on the money we're not sinners saved by grace we're saints moving forward with the spirit okay Amen. so if we want these kids to get the spirit get them saved get them in god's hands get the holy spirit activated in them and then disciple them show them the way now Conviction and, cur- and con- condemnation are two different things. Last night, there was a lot of condemnation going on. Yesterday, all i seen was condemnation all over social media. From people who have, who have God, people who, who minister on the streets, condemnation everywhere. That's not God. We're better than that. Do you? Do, does everyone have to hand out a Bible? No. Your spirit alone does it. Your goodness alone does it. You hand out candy or whatever God puts on your heart. That's what you hand out. If you don't want the religion of darkness to take over, be the, the blessing of lightness. Be a blessing. Right. Stop acting like because it's an evil night, we can't get involved. We can't do something for kids. That to me is crazy. So, <clears throat> furthermore, hope you guys had fun. Hope you guys stay safe. Hope you guys had a, got a whole bunch
3: of candy and your candy wasted. Hope candy waste, funny stuff, good stuff. Candy and waste—they go hand in hand, <laughs> as in me. Yes. the waste. Okay, <laughs> stop it. We know what you mean. <laughs> okay. All right. right okay. Need to proclaim. All right, we're going to proclaim here. Listen. All right, here goes. We do this every week, okay? And uh, you know what? Let's not let this become just a ritual again. Okay, we're going to do this every week. Let's really make this a proclamation so that everybody knows. Heaven knows, hell knows, and the earth in between knows that we serve a living God, we serve a living Savior, we serve a living Jesus. He is our Lord. He's the Savior of the world, and there is none else that is like that is worthy to be called that because Jesus has earned that right to be called that. There, and again, as the Scripture says, every knee shall bow. That includes your knees because you're part of that every. All right. You are part of that. Every, every knee shall bow and every tongue. You got a tongue? Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, that means everybody. Now, you can either go ahead and acknowledge him on earth as your Lord and Savior, or you can acknowledge him in heaven as your Lord and Savior, or you can acknowledge him in hell as your, uh, as Lord and say, as, as Lord and say, either way. Okay. He will be acknowledged. So let's do this on the earth while we're six feet above and not six feet under. Here goes. Are we ready? Jesus is Lord. Amen. And we declare that. And, and let's just also pray. All right. Father, I pray that the, that the spirit of the Lord will use this tonight yes, to right. reach the people to reach the young people for the for for Jesus, yes, Father. To reach yes. out and touch them, Lord God, yes. where they're at right now at this moment. Yes, Jesus. Father, cleanse us, wash us clean Holy of our, our, our of any sins that would block us from being able to bless people there with Your Word. Wash us clean in Your blood, Lord Holy Jesus. Yes. Forgive us of our sins. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So that we can speak Your Word with purity, clearness, understanding, holiness, power. Yes. Hallelujah revival in the name of jesus we speak it now yes. in the name of jesus christ this moment right now Yes. hallelujah we believe and receive yes. what we ask for we believe and receive what yes. we speak lord god yes. in the name of jesus, jesus christ this moment right now yes. we claim it to be so in jesus yes. name yes yes father now we agree with you lord for salvation of souls yes to come into this kingdom to di- tonight tonight We, our voice and your voice agree together that souls will be one for the kingdom of God. Yes, Father. And we believe that in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into the show.
1: We welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, do your thing, have your will. Holy Spirit, do what you do. Move through the radio, move through the TV, move through all the media. Move through our words. Move through everything we said. Let it be a piece of what you want said. We know we're human, but we also know that we're divine with you. Let's marry the word with the spirit and bring what you want to the table. In Jesus' my way, by way
3: of the Holy Spirit, we pray this. Amen. Amen. I want to share something. Uh, I, I know we got the... Oh, by the way, I got to go ahead, and I got to settle something here. Okay, Are you ready? Yeah, three things you're going to do at one time. What do you do? I got to go ahead and get this one thing cleared up. Okay. All right, this controversy that's been going on for, what, three weeks now? Two okay, weeks? You got to remind me. You ready? I'm re- I'm, you're looking at me like you're Demento. Like
1: I'm what? Demento. Demento? do doctor Demento. Oh, Oh, you're, be,
3: you're scowling at me, bro. God, I'm not scowling at you. Okay, look at okay, all right. Okay, what is it? I have proof of my ordination. Oh my
1: goodness, guys! Everyone around the world, right now. So, he has his he has his minister's car on him. He,
3: what, what happened? What, Did what, the Holy Spirit move on you? <laughs> Actually, at 5:30 in the afternoon, I went. Oh, wait a minute! I got I got to look for that. Okay. Because it was in my drawer. It was in your drawer. Yeah. Now listen, okay. Why why well, hold on. I you don't get a sneak peek of this. I reveal it to the world at all at the same time. Oh, this guy. Okay. So okay. let's get this go- all right. So the reason why I had it in my drawer is because my wallet was so thick there. It was like I was getting, you know, indentations in my uh, on my posterior here. My You got that many credit cards? Good God, man, everybody alone? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So all right, I took it out there. Uh, all right, and here it is. We ready? I need a. You got? You have a drum roll for this? Come on, I need a drum roll. Mm-hmm. Or just make one up. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'll, I'll give you bomb drop. There you um, go. Okay, now I want to see up close. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Now I am going to admit the it is outdated. All right, so, but. It is still legitimate, okay? Here, sure. uh, you, you, careful. Don't worry. Careful, about don't, don't, don't sully that, okay? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I would like for you to go ahead and read it, please. Okay.
1: <clears throat> wow, this is updated. Okay, so it says on the on this card, it says, "Certificate of Fellowship, Jesus Unlimited." Thirty-nine ten East Patrick Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, eight nine one two zero, which is the church's address. This certifies that DJ No Flow is hereby recognized as a minister worker, ministry worker of the gospel, in good standing. Signed by Pastor Jose. Membership expires. Whoa
3: you're really we're really bruising <laughs> it's 2021 okay we just haven't had it updated
1: yeah, it's 2020.
3: is it was it 2000 really I, I gotta look at that again come on there you go seriously there you go wait. congratulations wait wait we have finally settled the score okay
1: yes everyone All knows right. now he has a minister's car he just needs to go back to dmv and get it updated
3: <laughs> it was 2020. Uh, yeah, he has, to go back. he has to go back
1: to the 31st. He got to go back to the Department of Jesus Ministries. All
3: right, so I had to go ahead and settle that because I know you all have been burning up his emails okay. and everything, that, that, you know, wanting to know so where I'll, is it. Okay, I'll tell you the
1: difference of what mine says. Okay, we're on this topic. I'll, I'll tell you the difference of what mine says.
3: All right.
1: Okay. See, and I'll let me look y'all. Oh, where does mine go?
3: Oh! Uh, oh! 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 It's over here! It's over here! It's over here! Was hey. it in your wallet? Yes, it wasn't
1: my wallet. It was—it just, just wasn't next to my CCW. That's all. I thought it was. Uh, Good try, buddy.
3: <laughs> I was hoping.
1: Okay, so mine says Christian Global Outreach Ministries. This certificate credential certifies that DJ Blue has been has been ordained as an independent christian clergy this individual is authorized by christian global outreach ministries to perform any and all christian religious services ministerial and evangelical duties and this was this is officiated on 10 15
2: 2023
1: so it, it has no expiration date because it's a
3: it's a it's a international so yeah, I gotta get it updated here, but uh, but anyways, I just had to go ahead and show. Well, that I
1: thing. am happy you did that. I'm sure everyone on the world now knows that you know is is DJ No Flow
3: is certified. So do I get to call myself Reverend No Flow now? I'm not calling myself Reverend on the air, so I don't know about you. Well, you wanted me to call you Reverend last time. Yeah, that was when I first got it. I wanted to
1: feel good about myself. So I'm, DJ, I'm DJ, okay. All right. I'm, okay. DJ, I'm DJ Blue. You're been, back to Boy Blue now, right? I'm Boy Blue. That's what I have. I have been. Now we you know another. If you, if if people like to refer to me as that, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. But I am your Boy Blue, DJ Blue, here until eternity.
3: And you can. Uh, and you uh, can. You actually can. You actually go ahead and marry and bury. Yeah, I'm getting there. That that that, Mary that, that Mary. Mary and Barry, That's a good <laughs> way of putting it. Actually, that's kind of mortgage. <laughs> Mary, Mary and Barry. In some <laughs> only, cases... Only would, you, you know? Only you. In oh. some cases, it might <laughs> be <laughs> the same couple. Oh, <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> within, oh a, within a little oh, bit of time. Okay, time. all right, all right. No, <laughs> right. about that. Man, that's
1: pretty, that's pretty
3: <laughs> That is pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> That's funny, though, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> today's baseline. Okay. Today's baseline, let's, let's
3: get back on the to today's
1: baseline. Right, baseline, right. fear not, stand still. Okay. So, we are literally going out of... Uh, exodus 1413 okay and because the amplified version was way too long i had to go amplify classic
3: oh what amplify classic that is the first time in the history of uh, umolv that you have ever done that well it's too long couldn't put it in all the way What have been telling you all along about the amplified i put it's amplified classic Dear Lord, the amplified is the Lord of the Rings of the Bible, man. Okay. <laughs> hey,
1: wh- Why don't you stop complaining so much? Okay, i like the amount of Shakespearean professor. Get to
3: the point. Get us to thy point. Okay, that's what get it. Is. <laughs> that's the what the, it does. Get us to the uh, point this. The, the oh, amplified man, man. is like you got to break it up into three separate, uh, into three separate, uh, uh, you know, movies. Like, like, oh, yeah, stop like complaining. Or, or the rings, you
1: know, it takes a it takes a brain to be able to read the amplified. Okay. Anyway, so, the Amplified Classic Version. <laughs> it says, Moses told the people, Fear not, stand still, which means firm, confident, and undismayed. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. Wow.
3: So, you know what? Let's, let's read that again, all right? And Moses said to the people... Fear you not. Stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Now, I want to. I want to go on this for a bit here, but I'm going to let you go ahead and 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 go first. Well, I could have
1: took this to a uh... kingdom building gatekeepers unveiled, I could have went that way with it and I thought about that after I wrote the show because when you're dealing with situations that are beyond your control you see no hope roadblocks walls and you have people who just don't seem to want to get with it do all they can to stop you from accomplishing God's will in your life because honestly at the end of the day only one who knows his will for your life is you because you're walking and you have a few people in your life that may oversee you or be a spiritual mentor to you who can see you know your life and where you may be headed and when things are so out there so huge and there's way the way when there is no way God does something on, he does, God does God things. And that means Holy Spirit. That's what split that sea. That water, the Holy Spirit split that water. So Moses did one thing, boop, sea opened up. Now, when you see that sea open up, and you see that blessing in front of you, that miracle, that Holy Spirit moving in front of you, as a human, you have a hard time trusting that. Because your inner human tells you, wow, this is beyond my understanding. Now, if I can't understand how it happened, how do you expect me to trust the process? Okay? So, you're trying to trust the process and go the direction in which the Holy Spirit and God opened up for you so you can get to point A to point B. Because you have all this chaos happening. Trying to get you go through that opening and as you're going through the opening you're looking up and you're like looking around like this is impossible I would have never in a million years thought that this would be just held back for me all the negative all the people having opinions saying all kinds of crazy things to You you and they know you better than you know you and then when you get to the end you sweated every ounce of water out of your body and it gets it's turning red blood on you because you're, you're stressing so bad that it's gonna fall apart on you. You get to the other end, you look over and all of a sudden you see this trail of people coming after you. Haters. People don't want to see you move forward in life. Those who think that you're a bad person, all those things, and God goes. I bet you there's a ton of people right now listening, whether you're on the radio or listening via Uomo U-M-O-TV, who have been there, who have been in that predicament, who have seen things happen at a year on, completely under, you can't figure it out. But there are people in your life who think they know you. They think they know how you tick. Never live the day of a life in your life. Because they're spiritual, they're, they're spiritual fatos. They think they have it all figured out. Guys, this is the thing I want to encourage you. Encourage you on this show. Trust the Holy Spirit. Trust when he opens the door for you, opens the window for you. Trust him because those who have all that said to say about you all that stuff to go on if they're not helping you get from where you're at to where you're going to be where God wants you and it help it helps you become the better person then what are they doing? We were, we were talking earlier about how people get in the spirit and they do crazy things The difference between crazy godly and crazy just being a show. A lot of people don't believe in some things of the Holy Spirit because people put more hot sauce on their taco. In other words, they make it more theatrical. They do do things that are outrageous and claim it's the Holy Spirit. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the joy the Holy Spirit brings, the community it brings, the joy, the happiness it brings. If you're a part of the Holy Spirit, You're praying in tongues Worshipping in the Holy Spirit Pastor comes over Reverend, whatever puts hands on you You fall out in the Spirit No one in the Spirit Is going to consider that weird or or, or bad They're going to be on the same page Because he brings comfort and community Now those who don't know what that's about You should be able to walk up to them And talk to them Because you're going to see that they're distraught I don't understand what's going on. And that's the leadership's responsibility. See, let me explain something to you guys. The leadership of the church has dramatically failed. They have failed in such a way to where they're letting people fall off without discipling They're letting them think what they want to think. They're not interceding. They're not interceding the way they're supposed to. The church, has a, the church leadership has a responsibility of being tuned into the spirit of everyone walking in that church. That's a responsibility the church has. The leadership has a responsibility to be in tune. That's why you intercede and pray before you even open the doors of the church. That's why you're in prayer throughout the entire time you're in church. That's why if you're a pastor, a preacher, whatever, and you're going around the church, you should be able to talk to somebody and be able to, to hone in on what's going on with them. That's a church responsibility. That's not a member's responsibility. Okay, you cannot expect people to be on the same level as a pastor or a reverend or a deacon. That's just not a reality. So the church leadership has failed, and that's why you have so many people out there lost and walking around and trying to find their way, because they have no way. So if, if your church is really Holy Spirit, Spirit-filled, they're going to tune into you. They're going to see that you're not feeling what's going on, the Spirit moving. Because they're not used to it, they don't know what's going on. They don't. They don't understand how it works and what's going to happen. The leadership of the church should be able to hone in on that and say that person doesn't seem like they're really getting this. They feel uncomfortable. Go and talk to them. Hi, how you doing? This is so and so. What's your name? Oh yeah, John. Nice to meet you. I see that you you may not understand what's going on here. Yeah, it's a little weird to me. I haven't been in the church in Forever, and this looks a little weird. Okay, well let me explain to you what's going on here. The spirit, excuse me, moves in different ways, and some people receive the spirit differently. Whether they fall out and they go into a, into a rest, whether they dance and jump up and down and clap their hands, or whether they just pray in tongues. There are different ways it happens. Doesn't mean it's
3: wrong. Right. It just means that that's the way they receive it. You know, I can I can share from my own experience there that uh, that I thank God that I that my life was ordered by the Lord in the steps that it was ordered in because I needed to go ahead and have a foundation uh, in the Lord first before I could move further. And I remembered one time. Now, please understand this when I mention this. I am a tongue talker, you've heard me speak in tongues. You've heard me, uh, you've heard me pray in tongues. I believe in tongues, I've laid hands on people, and prayed for them to receive the gift of tongues and they've received it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that I did not have the same experience in when I received the gift of tongues. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. I called somebody one time, a prayer line, to ask somebody to pray for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, keep in mind, at this time there, I was going to another church Mm -hmm. that was not what you would call, it's not spirit-filled, it wasn't charismatic, it was was Protestant, okay? And I needed that, because that's where my foundation came from, so now God could build up on that foundation there, to where I could get spirit-filled, but I needed that first. Now, I called somebody and I asked them to go ahead and pray for me one time. I said, can you please do this? And, uh, And she said... She said I'd be more than happy to pray for you. And then she goes, Do you speak in tongues? Now, I had no idea what speaking in tongues was about at all. At A L L, double A L L, like the laundry detergent, all. Alright. And I thought that she meant, do I, do I have a tongue to speak with? Alright? I was like, uh, 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 yeah, of course I got a tongue to speak with. Okay, well, let's go ahead and speak in tongues. Well, I'm, I, I don't know what else to speak in, because that's what I used to speak. And honestly, she tried to go ahead and get me to speak in tongues. She tried to do it. It was no, it was not successful. Eventually, she said this. She just said, you know what? Don't worry about it. You'll get it one of these days, sir. Okay, great. But you know what? I thought, I, I remember going... Oh, I don't know what that was about, but she wanted me to say things like this. Tomato, tomato, tomasta, tomasta. And I kept going, I have no idea what I'm praying here, but this woman is trying to get me to do it. Now, I will tell you what happened. I'll tell you how it happened. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God supernaturally baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you how it happened here. I got in a bad mood one time. I got angry with my brother. And I said some things that I should not have said. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with that. But you know what? I repented. I went over to my, my Christian friend's house. I said, I, they were having a Bible study that night. All of them were Protestant. Not any of them were spirit-filled. Here's what happened, all right? I said, guys, I need you to pray for me. I, I sinned. I said some things I shouldn't have said. Uh, and I got mad at my brother. You know what, they gathered around, they started to pray for me, they didn't lay hands on me, anything like that at all, but I'll tell you what happened, Boy Blue, and as God is my witness, I will stand to this, and I will testify to this to the day that I die. Somebody, a hand touched me, a finger touched me right here in my stomach, right here, and I felt this finger go up, and the moment that this finger hit the tip of my lips here boom out came a language that i had no idea what i was saying and i was going what am i saying (laughs) okay you literally said that in my mind i was going what am i saying what am i doing i'm praying this language and i have no idea what it is it was the mercy of god because i tell you what i was not in a spiritual mind Be able to go ahead and receive something like that, but the grace of God came down, manifested Himself, the power of God came down, nobody laid hands on me, nobody touched me, and guess what? God baptized me in the Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't know what it was at that time, I did not, but here I am, I'm a tongue talker now, but it got me to the next level. What am I why am I pointing that out? Because there's times when you do things there that cannot be man, there's certain things that man cannot do, man can may try to do there, and they may try to go by a formula that says do this and do that, and do this, and make sure you do say this uh, step here, this prayer here, that prayer here, that prayer there, and in the end, all you simply need is a touch from God. Because I'll tell you something right now, this moment right now. Mm -hmm. If man can give it to you, man can take it away. Mm -hmm. There's not anybody that can argue me out of God. And I'll tell you the reason why, because I've experienced God. My experience is what has kept me throughout all the years. You can argue somebody into the faith. You can argue them into the faith. You can sit there and you can point all of the things there that are right, that are correct about the word of God, but if they could be argued into the faith, they can be argued out of it there. What you cannot do is you cannot, you cannot take away an experience that man has with God. That's something that you cannot be argued out of. I know it was real. I know it's real to this day. I wouldn't be here. So. What am I saying? There are times when God will move supernaturally there beyond our own ways of thinking beyond our own mind. And it's going to and, and 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 we have to learn, okay Lord, you know what? I'm not going to put you in a box. I'm not going to do it. Okay? What happened here? I, I know I went I know I went long with that. I didn't mean to go to to go long with that, but go ahead, man. <laughs>
1: No, 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 that's good, no, but that's the thing, though, is that people tend to just freak out about things that the Holy Spirit does to the person who experiences it. It's a real experience, but the problem is people do not, people who have leadership positions in church do not effectively take, take the role that they're being given. And it saddens me because there's a lot of lost souls out there who would really be working in the church, doing marvelous things, full potential, that don't do them because they have not been confronted. And I don't mean confronted as in a nasty way. I mean confronted as in, hi, how's it going? Let me let me know what you're feeling. Let me know what you're experiencing, so we can help you. That's the responsibility of the church. And if the church denies that Then I don't know why they're a church Why are you in leadership If you're not going to lead Why are you in leadership If you're not going to be involved why, are you in, why, why do you say you're a, a charismatic Christian And you believe in the Holy Spirit And you just, you're just micromanaging them Why It's making sense to me We want Supernatural Results For a non-supernatural action that's the problem with the church. Supernatural results. I want this to happen, but God forbid I do anything to get it who We walk around asking if people are healed, not even mustard of the Holy Spirit to get the cooker going. Are you healed? Do I heal you? Now if you're if you really got healed, you're gonna be singing that song. Yeah, man, hey, I got healed. I don't have a headache, I don't have a pain in my back. Whatever. You ain't you ain't got a fish for it. They're gonna they're gonna say it. Because they're in a city where that's something they do. But if you have to fish for them and try to find something, well, you're just you're wasting your time. People are gonna say what they're gonna say to make you happy. they are not gonna say the real. No matter how much you try to convince them. But we're not we're not mustering enough to get the job even started. And we want results like we already got the engine going. That's like that's like getting in the car and trying to fire it up and get the heater going and the engine's not even running come on bro you know so when you're dealing with circumstances that are beyond your control and you feel you have a brick wall and then the Holy Spirit does some miracle some miraculous thing I know people who don't follow the Lord people who don't aren't in the ministry people who are not doing these things have a hard time with trust it's hard to trust somebody a friend of yours more or less trust God you know, how many people can you trust can you trust on one hand? How many can you can put a finger up? One finger up. Can you put one up? People you trust. A little more, let them two. That you can trust that know that you that you, they have your back, you have their back. Right? So I want you to trust the Holy Spirit. I want you to trust God. I want you to trust the wind that blows in your face. You can't see it, but you know it's there. I want you to trust that. I want you to believe in that, but we're going to stop you, we're going to make your life complicated, we're going to put the brakes on your ministry, on whatever God's given you. That's what we're going to do, we're going to do that. Because I myself believe God's talking to me, telling you that you need to put the brakes on. There could be training involved, there could be classes involved, there could be more street discipleship going on, all these things but you're going to break them, stop them because you feel the Holy Spirit is telling you that's what's supposed to happen something tells me there's a major dysfunction here we got to address it let's address it church leadership you have got to get it together just because you have a degree, diploma, or a theological uh, doctrine on your wall saying that you went through how many years and how much doctrine to get that thing, that paper, that award means nothing if you're not genuine. I don't care how book smart, your life's stupid. All of a sudden you go to church and you get you get ordained and you get doctrines, but you forget about where you came from. You forget about the hustle and bustle you were in forget about the struggles that you did to get to that point how God changed your life now because you now you're official now all that doesn't matter that sounds pretty uh, non golly to me you know then you have those who walk around protecting the pastor protecting the preacher you should be available. You're you're the you're the shepherd of the whole of the church. You should be available. You should be able to talk to your congregation. Once you have two, 200,000 people walking around, you need you need help then. You got a chosen 40-50. You should be able to be accessible. You're you're the shepherd. Don't get me started on deacons and ushers and all them who just you know find a way to steal the money, try to find a still still steal the spotlight, who get glamorized you want to be that way you be that way but don't push that on anyone else don't expect growth don't expect anyone to grow with you because that is called an occultic direction and you have only the people you care about people who listen to you and that's all that matters and anyone who walks in the church you toss to the side not physically but spiritually you know this doesn't make any sense to me. How are we, how are we supposed to reach souls if all we're doing is kicking them out because they don't fit our repertoire? They don't fit our way of doing things. Yeah, you gotta show yourself a proof. Somebody you to show yourself a proof. You gotta be put to labor, con to the character. Absolutely. Yeah, know that you really believe in God, really have the faith. Of course. But that's different than. Having a certain ritual, a religion you have to follow by according to that particular clergy.
3: You get what I'm saying? I understand. You know the. Uh, I will give you. I will give you my philosophy on on uh, on the ministry here, and this is the this is my my philosophy here, and it's it may be a little bit controversial, but. You and I have talked about this a while ago. We talked about the fact that that each one of us we've got to have some skin in the game, so to speak. And what I mean by that is this: that I'll give you an example. King David, when King David was, when King David sinned before the Lord. And God sent an angel there to wipe out hundreds of thousands of, uh, of uh, people in his army there because David counted the army and relied more on the army at that moment there than he did the Lord. There came a point where David, where the angel of the Lord appeared to a, uh, on a spot, okay, which it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called the uh, Ornan's spot. And the angel of the Lord gave David a choice, sir. He said, "I've got, I've, you've got three things, okay, to go ahead and uh, 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 to end this play. Which one do you want?" And David relied on the mercy of the Lord. He said, "Whichever one." And then Ornan, the Jebusite, offered to go ahead and give David this place there where the angel showed up. And David said, "No, I will not. I will not take anything there that the, that that uh, that I have not." given up as a sacrifice there uh, to the Lord. In other words, I'm not going to go ahead and give anything there that I haven't paid the price for. And in the ministry there, there's a lot of people that want to come in and they want to go ahead and skate by on their they want to skate by on their gifts. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Knit. Nip, nip, Knit. And, Knowing and every language. Gifts. Gifts are external. Character is internal. I don't care if you come in and you lay hands on 150,000 people and each one of them get healed. I could not care less. I don't care. Here's the thing I want to know. I want to know your character. I want to know what you are how you are behind closed doors and I want to know that person there and here's the thing so many people want to come in and this is a big this is a sore thing with me here okay they want to come in there and they don't understand that sometimes the way that they're going to get the anointing is through what we call a little bit of elbow grease what do I mean Sometimes, sometimes the way, the, the way that you, the, sometimes the anointing comes upon you there because of your willingness to go ahead and sacrifice and lay down your life. God don't want to anoint anything that's alive and kicking and getting all up, you know, and so that that, that flesh part there can get in the way. So what do I mean by people that have, why do I mean by have some skin in the game? I want to know what that person in their own personal life has been, has been, has, where they've been broken in their lives. Because it's out of the brokenness there that comes that anointing there. It's out of the broken, the, the broken vessel that comes the anointing. All right. When, and, and why do I, why do I point that out? Because when every person goes through things in their life, they have an opportunity to go ahead and get bitter about it or to get, or to go ahead and say, God, break me even further. Let's use this Moses as, a, as an example. God told Moses where to go. God told Moses where he was to. Now, think about this for a minute. Here goes this, right? All right. Who in their right mind would sit there and go, Hey guys, we're going to go ahead and walk through the sea there while the Egyptians are going to be chasing us. Alright? But here's the thing. Let me point this out to you right here. God didn't bring Moses to the Red Sea for him. God brought Moses to the Red Sea to destroy his enemies. That's why it says right there, it says, listen... Here's this, okay? And Moses said to the people, Fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you to this day. For the Egyptians who you have seen this day, you will see them no more. There comes a time where God wants to bring you to a place of brokenness there, to a place where you need the miracles to happen, where you need the things to happen, where you've got to see the hand of God, not because he wants to destroy you, but because he wants to destroy the enemy that is coming after you. So guess what? When you're going through that grinding, how many of us, Hey, have you ever been through that grinding? Absolutely. If you're going through that grinding, it is not to destroy you. It is to go ahead and wipe out the enemy there, which will go ahead and haunt you forever. Because I guarantee you one thing, had Moses not ever gone to the Red Sea he would have been overtaken in the desert by the enemy and killed and you wouldn't have the Israelites that you have today. So when you get to that point where you are facing that Red Sea there that moment it is not so that you can be destroyed it is so that God can kill those things in your life that are going to stop you from moving forward that will overtake you while you're on your journey. It's to kill those things and put an end to it forever. That's why this day you can still go to the Dead Sea, the, the uh, not the Dead Sea, I'm sorry, the Red Sea, and you can see there's archaeological facts there where there are still Egyptian chariot wh- uh, wheels and items that are in the bottom of the Red Sea there because of what God did. 4000 some odd years ago is that so in that brokenness there that's where that anointing comes from and sometimes it's got to be you got to be pressed you got to be you got to be you've got to be in a good sense crushed and, and and destroyed so that that anointing can come out of that there because that's what's going to show the brokenness that comes out of it there is going to show to bring that anointing. That's what I mean by skin in the game. Because we got too many people that are skating by going, oh, hey, you know what? Guess what? I sound good. I look good. Yeah, don't care. Character matters. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does it? That's that's my philosophy there on the, uh, on the ministry there.
1: I understand what you're saying. I get it. You know, I uh, when I'm hearing you, what's what's going on in my spirit is, the only way they get away with that is by the lack of, okay, someone comes into the studio, I'm a, I'm a singer, I'm a rapper, I'm a musician, I invited them. They're high on the hog. They think their, their music is the best. So they're told. Told that your music is the best. You worship the best. I get them the platform. I let him say what he has to say. I play the record. Or do I stop him? Do my research. Listen to his music indefinitely, in depth. And then when they come on through the air, if I choose to bring them on, I already know what I'm dealing with. Every artist I've had on this air, I have done my research on. They didn't just jump on. I researched them. I listened to their music. If me not breaking down their own songs to them and making a show out of it isn't enough proof, I don't know what to tell you. I can literally break down people's songs and make a complete show out of it because they don't even pay attention to their own songs. But I'm not just going to let you come onto the air or get on the air and say what you're going to say and play your music like nothing. That's not responsibility. We have a responsibility of what projects off the station to the people who are listening to it. Just like the church has a responsibility of protecting their pulpit, protecting their sound, protecting what goes out. Because what goes out is what people are going to listen to and going to take as truth. And if you allow any John, John, Jack, or Jerry to get up on that altar and act like they're some type of God's gift to people, who's at fault? Churches. The churches. They're not doing their due diligence. They're not going in and researching. They're not doing stuff. Oh, I'm a musician. Okay, then what have you got? You got some recordings? You got some history? You got a website? Every day, every Now every artist has a website. They have social media. They have some type of audio site they can listen to their music. I mean Spotify you can get on Spotify easy if you don't now you're really lacking
3: <laughs> back in the day it used to be special when somebody had a website now it's everyday now it's everyday yeah, every right?
1: so the point is what, what No Flow is getting at is that I understand when people try to live high in the hobby because they're talented with whatever gift they got the buck stops when you try to project it this is where I get frenzied out when people make excuses for lack of leadership, well, you know, da, 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 but that person well, did you do, did, did you do your due diligence? Did you do research? Did you ask them questions regarding their music, their prayer life, their church life, their history? you do any of that? Or well, you take—excuse <laughs> me—you take them for their word. Oh, they're the cousin or brother or nephew or whatever that person that goes to our church, so we're gonna trust them that's not being very authoritative that's not being very very good leadership i don't care if you're related to somebody do your due diligence research them see what his history is you want content character and fruits of labor that's, what you, that's how you get it by researching uh... Oh, you know we, we, we could talk about how all the years of ministry we've spent trailblazing and scanning the game scanning the game isn't just doing physical activity, scanning the game is literally going through some stuff spiritually and dealing with some hardships right right. okay don't people don't think beloved don't think the skin in the game only means physical altercations we're talking about spiritual warfare we're talking about getting through a few things dealing with addictions, dealing with hardships depression anxiety that's putting skin in the game too absolutely okay understand what we mean by that because it could be oh you know and i'm not gonna say this to be a, a an idiot. But just because you don't physically go out and sweep parking lots doesn't mean you're not putting skin in the game. That's just an activity. True. Okay, It takes some spiritual warfare. It takes some hits. It takes some roads. Okay? So, if you are a leader of a ministry, whether you're a pastor, deacon, associate pastor, whatever, and you're not doing your due diligence and researching and actually seeing who you're dealing with, shame on you. That's your job, not my job, your job. I'm presenting you here. This is my talent. This is what God, I believe God has given me. I can do this. You get that. Okay, give me some information. Give me some places to research where you've been. Let me talk to the family. What's his history like? Her history like. So you're telling me that, that not doing that? Is the person whose talent is his fault? No, not at all. That's crazy. If you if the church puts that person on a pedestal, whose fault is that? The church. They're putting him on a pedestal, her on a pedestal. If they flake out or turn their back or leave the church, whose fault is that? The church! You need to do your due diligence, you need to who you do who you're dealing with. Now, if they respect the church, or wherever you're at, they're gonna approach the pastor, associate pastor, or whoever, and say, I appreciate the opportunity, this, this, and this, I feel God's leading me somewhere else. That's responsible, respectful, content of character, and fruits of labor right there. And they're gonna respect them moving on. A person who has less integrity in a church isn't shouldn't be expected to have just as much as someone who's been there for 20 years. Who has skin in the game. Who has roads they've been down. I can't expect that. What I can expect is the leadership of the church to step up and say, let me talk to you. Let me see where you've been. Give me a little bit of your testimony. Okay. And here you go. And you're going to respect the process. No matter what the Holy Spirit says about the about the talent, what's the Holy Spirit telling you? You're talking to that person who just walked the church. Who wants to do things for the Lord? What's the Holy Spirit telling you? He telling you this person is a good person. They have content. They have works in their life. We get it mixed up too much, NoFlo. We get it mixed up with the responsibility not going to leadership leadership needs to be leadership leadership needs to take the stand in where they used to stand take the role you can't do it you have others that help you do it that's fine but they got to be on the same page you're on they gotta be able to do their due diligence church I used to go to many many years ago when I first came to Vegas in the beginning they're on it just because I was the grandson to a pastor doesn't mean they're not going to do their due diligence on me they seen where I was from. They knew I was from California. They knew I had criminal history. They knew what was going on. Truth. They knew what they were walking into. And I wanted to mute music. I felt music was my, was my deal. Then they allowed me to do some stuff. It was wonderful in the beginning because I put the time in. They expected a certain a certain portion of me. They knew, okay, let me see your tape. That back then was cassette tapes. Let me see your cassette tape. Play the cassette tape. Oh, your content is pretty good. I like what you're saying. Now let me see your, your your stewardship of the church. Oh, you want to be an usher? You want to do this? You want to do that? Cool, because they encouraged it. They were like, yeah, let's let, let, let's, let him do stuff in the church. So they encouraged it, and I excelled. That good leadership at that time. Good leadership. I was part of a couple youth nights. I got to be able to do my music. I got to be able to help the kids out, and the Holy Spirit was moving. And somewhere in all that, they got the big head. And they thought that they can do more than the Holy Spirit was going to let them do. And it all went to the trash can. But well, I say this because it is possible. I say it because it's Extremely doable but just like a job the employees and the bosses have gotten lazy they don't want to put the work in they just want to put them up and if they fail they fail they just want to see somebody come in to get a soul saved and then you can do whatever you want afterwards no that's not church that's not right If a person comes in and they want to be saved, they want to know Jesus, as soon as they get to Jesus in their heart and get baptized in the Holy Spirit, those deacons should be all over them. Let's help you out. Let's talk with you. Let's let's counsel you. Let's keep up with you. Call them a couple times a week. Tell them a text. Hey, how's it going, brother? How's it happening? Haven't seen you in a couple days. Haven't heard from you. Everything going well. Hey, you going to go to church on Sunday? Hey, you need help? I'll see if I get you ride or I'll come pick you up myself. Denying someone a ride to church, that's, just, that's even worse. When you have the means. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot to it. Not just Personic. There's more to this than just the person trying to piggyback off their talents. The church has so much responsibility in this that people are excusing negligence for a person's talent being a scapegoat. You get what I'm saying? If, if the church did its job, what God has attended it to, you would have more people staying in church and being discipled properly, and you would have more victories. And you wouldn't have half the nation crying they've been church hurt. You'd have time to say, man, this is great, bro. You get the word, let me excel, go to school. These things happen. Stop letting the church get off with with, with, a, with, with a pass. The church needs to be held accountable. It needs to be held accountable for what they're not doing. Once we get the accountability from the church, the people are going to go to the church. Because then, if the person does not hold accountable to that church after the church is accountable, whose fault is it? You get what I'm saying?
3: I understand, absolutely.
1: In a marriage, in a, in a marriage, okay, that marriage is not complete if you get into an argument, a fight, whatever. Right? If you have not done, <laughs> if you have not done all you can to save that marriage or to complete that marriage or to or whatever, you're the one not, you're the one lacking, right? If you can't say, "I've done all I can." I've been sensitive, I've been understanding, I've been financially stable, I have done this and that, you've done all you can. And now that other person hasn't given equal or more than what you have done, whose fault is it? The partner, right? You've done all you can. You've helped out. You're level. Right? Same thing of a church. The church needs to be held accountable. If the church is not held accountable, then what's the sense of even having it? Because people are going to come in looking for that accountability. You have to marry the sinner with the saints. This is the problem we're having. This is why I said weeks and weeks ago to you, and every week we go down the same road in some way. Christ is disgusted with this because we're not marrying the Word with the with, with, with the Spirit. We're not marrying the sin with the sinner, the sinner with the saint. That's what he wants. The church is this. This is the church. A human being is a church. We gather together to get the spirit working so we can see things happen. But if we can't get this together from the beginning, why in the world are we even meeting? To play hopscotch? To play Uno? Board games? What are we doing? Talking about great stories that happen throughout our life and not getting any meat and potatoes from it? That's crazy! So the church has to stand up and have some accountability. It has to have their ranking, their hierarchy, needs to get it together in order for anyone to take it seriously. And if it doesn't, we're going to continue down this road. Down this road of people just falling off. Oh, I got saved. no doesn't matter. We're talking about once saved, always saved, not being the true process. They think that. They believe that. I'm done. I'm, I'm done ranting. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> okay. So it, it's 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 important there, you know, that for for whatever gifts that God has given you there, whatever whatever talents God has given you there, put it to use there, use them. But at the same time, make sure that your character is being developed because gifts and talents will only take you so far. A character will take you into eternity. And that is that is so important. That is so we can't go ahead and put that into 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 words there. How important that is. And you know, that's that, that's not an easy thing to go through. As I, as I mentioned before, there, as I look back when I used to, uh, when I used to minister there, I could kind of see some time uh, in, in my life there where there were, I think that I could say that I was a little bit on the arrogant side, even though I didn't realize it. But because I went through that brokenness there, it made me relatable to people to, not that I wasn't relatable, but I was in a, I was in a different spot in my life where, you know, uh, where all of a sudden everything that I had worked so hard for was torn. Am I causing you this much of a (laughs) a, (laughs) headache? Seriously. You know, I began the show with a little bit of a headache so I'm taking some medicine guys I'm sorry so he kept. well you're not walking in faith Never don't no. that's not a no, I, I, no, no, no where is it at <laughs> They're a different style, ain't they? Uh, okay you know you know what uh, seriously okay honestly there are some people that would think that they would say well you're not walking in faith there but taking medicine listen okay let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now. Wait, this stuff is good stuff. Buffering,
1: good stuff. Okay, it takes care of body pains, headaches, all that good stuff. Okay, I am, I have no problem t- to- to- tossing a buffering down for a little bit of pain. If you have a problem with that, I'm sorry. Hit the break, it to.
3: Here's the deal. You have faith in God. You trust God to keep you safe, right? But you lock your doors at night. Now, is that I'm not okay? No, no kidding. All right, but <laughs> does that mean that you don't walk in faith? No. You trust God to go ahead and get you to work in the morning there, but you drive a car. So what do you expect? To, what do you expect to happen there? You want to float there? Yeah, no crazy. Right. No
1: float. Yeah. I want, to, I want to address something with you. Okay, guys, please. If you guys want to give us a call, we have a, a little over half an hour before the show is at its completion.
3: What? How what? Seriously?
1: Yes. Will you be, Are been, you Are you used, kidding me? See how how crazy he gets when he realizes he's been flapping his gums all night?
3: Don't. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> The, the proof is in the video, okay? I'm not the one that's been doing it tonight. And I guarantee yeah. you, give in five minutes would be. Are you serious? I, you know what? I didn't realize it was uh, it, it was that late yeah. already.
1: Wow. So okay. if you guys want to give us a call, chime into this, please do so. Call us, pull free, 833-586-6218, extension number zero. I say it on the line, push zero to go live. So 833-586-6218. Or if you're local here in Las Vegas listening, definitely chime in on our local number. That's also up there.
3: Um let me do that for you to, to here. And UMOLB.com 833-586-6218 there. If okay, there
1: was a call, we'll chime in and yeah. talk about some stuff. Well, I definitely want to address this with you, NoFlo. When we talked last week after the show, you pressed upon me that you feel you're an evangelist. You feel evangelism is your calling. That's what you told me. I heard you clearly, right? Evangelist. Okay people don't know evangelism is evangelism is when you go out about and minister and that you're not just stuck in one place you actually go out and about and minister okay which is a, is, is a really is a really really unique calling to be an evangelist okay and when i was younger when i was a kid younger i thought the same thing i was like yeah i'm an evangelist i will not be stuck in one building okay evangelism requires a certain amount of understanding in our religion understanding And trust me, because I want to be evangelist myself, I had to do the due diligence and searching and understanding what evangelism really is. Okay? There's an understanding factor to it. There is all levels, all people, from old to young, different cultures, urban, suburban, different types of backgrounds, whether you're Mexican, American, Filipino, Asian of some sort, Chinese, uh irish whatever whatever background you have there is an understanding level you have got to have dealing with people in at, at their level okay that doesn't mean that someone walks up to you with an ozzy osbourne shirt you go absolutely bananas in anger with them okay that doesn't mean if they walk around with a disney t-shirt that might have the haunted mansion on it you lose all your marbles that doesn't mean if they drive up to the car rocking out the death metal, maybe some Marilyn Manson, you don't lose all your marbles.
3: The only time I would lose marbles there is if it was opera. Okay, I'm sorry. God does not like opera. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Point, to get that off the uh, off my mind. Okay. okay. Okay.
1: But there are people out there who, if they see the sense of sin, they run like the wily e. coyote. Oh my God! Don't do that. Why? Why are you running? Because I can't subject myself to that type of sin. Okay, your sin's bigger than your God. Truth. I have a lot of things I've been through. I uh, I ran in gangs, I've been an alcoholic, I had plenty of relationships. I've done some stuff in my life. Am I gonna get scared if I'm next to a bar? No. If friends out for me to go to the to a bar to have a bite to eat, am I gonna get scared and say no? Can't do that. That's too sinful. No. If I walk by a, an adult store or drive by it, am I gonna be like I can't see that. My eyes are blind. No. Okay. Being nice, you can be platonically nice. You can be friends with the opposite sex. It's not gonna kill you. If you do, if you think those type of thoughts and you can't be platonic, then something's wrong with you get something different okay the point I'm trying to make is that people get so sensitive to these things and you want to go out and minister to the world but you don't want to you don't want to deal with you concentrate character fruits of labor but yet we're going to be scared about everything that comes up in our path. we we have there are people out there who are walking around literally with Jesus on their forehead blinking in red lights literally doing that I mean I mean I don't mean I mean hats they have hats that do that too okay but god forbid if you happen to walk into a place that's watch. they're watching an r-rated movie you lose every bit of common sense you have you walk in someone's house and they have things that you may not agree with and you like oh my god this can't be right this is not a godly house come on man what's 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 more stronger the god in you or what you're seeing That's a problem with you. They got nothing to do with me. Your convictions are different. Granted. But when you face that ocean, the brick wall, the faith has got to set in. You have got to believe God's going to get you through whatever it is. And your overreaction is just an example of your non-spiritual attention. I believe in the Holy Spirit, all blah, blah, speak all this. And then what are you doing? Thinking everything is hot, hot coals to the hands. We have people, we have got to get over this. We have got to move on. Get off the cross. Jesus ain't there. You shouldn't be there either. Nail your sins to that cross and fly like a dove. Go to new heights. Go across that ocean without sweating Knowing that when you get to the end You'll never see them again Why? Because you have trusted Not because you're worried about everything You turn a corner you're like, oh my god Come on man Can't be real We're expecting people to believe in an invisible God That does miracles in front of us and manifests in different forms But we can't even get ours together Does that make any sense? I want you to go to church, get saved, have all this! But, God forbid, we get our stuff right. We gotta be the example. We gotta be the real example. Not the religious example. Not the seeker-sensitive example. Not the prosperity gospel example. THE example. Those are all variations. Some wrong, some right. Whatever the case is. If you're not bringing conviction, then what are you doing bringing condemnation
3: that's not godly anyway you get what I'm saying I understand you know it's what what is important there is that we is that let, let me let me mention one thing all right and and uh, this is an example and this is also important to remember as an evangelist there To be able to go ahead and cross all divides there. So. When. If you're walking with the Lord. And you are truly. in And you're in love with Jesus. You know what's going to happen. You're going to be relatable to. Almost every person. Now. I remember an example that. uh, That. My pastor uh, and I talk about Pastor Jose Boveda all the time. Okay, but I, I, but I'm gonna give just an example that comes to my mind about something that he went through. Where, and he talks about it. Uh, uh, he, he he brings the story up where he says that he used to work with a a Christian and in this for whatever I don't know what the exact job it was, but he used to work as the, he was used to work with this Christian. And this Christian was a miserable person and this Christian came up to him one time and said you want what I've got but he was a miserable person okay and he said he got so mad at the guy uh, not you know he wanted to go ahead and punch the guy out he said and and he's told that over and over again because of the here's this guy who yeah you know what he may have been struggling through some things struggling you know uh, maybe it obviously wasn't perfect but he was miserable and that uh, projected to my pastor there before he was saved and and guess what pastor turned around and walked away from it there rejected it he's walking down the street one time and a guy comes up to him and starts to preach to him Talk to him alright by the end of the time by the end of the time that he was having a discussion with this guy he almost got in a fight with them there because this guy got so angry with him and and uh, and they wanted to go at it he literally put his Bible down and said let's go at it there with uh, uh, this other guy who said that to him so that turned him off but here's what happened he tells a story about one time where a man who was in his opinion a square <laughs> DJ Flow of the day, right, was a square, you know, a, a nerd. Here's, here he is, he's a biker, and here's this square that comes up to him and a little guitar and starts to play and starts to sing songs about Jesus to him. So here's this nerd who's totally outside of the element of this biker that is standing in front of him there. And this nerd starts to sing a song to him. And guess what? He breaks down and he starts to cry. So it wasn't necessarily there. It wasn't necessarily that that nerd could go ahead and relate to that biker there. But what carried it was that nerd loved Jesus. And that came across. And why do I point that out there? Because when you love Jesus and you walk with him, you're going to be able to go ahead and break down barriers. That's why you and I can sit here and we can talk about, uh, we can talk about the things of God. You're Mr. You're Mr. Uh, boy blue. I'm no flow. Okay. We're two opposites, but okay. What makes it, what make what allows us to be effective there is, is that when we walk with Jesus there in humility, in love, and we walk with Jesus in in, in, in in humbleness towards Him, He can go ahead and take us and use us and to become real to people there, even if it crosses that line. A nerd reaching out to a biker, an old an, an old lady discipling a young hippie, and things like that. So so we, so our draw, our job as evangelists there is to go ahead and be re, and be able to be relatable to people of all colors there, of all kinds. I agree. Not necessarily to say that, hey, you know what, you're a rocker, so hey, I love rock music. Or, you're a rapper, I love rap music. Or God forbid, if I ever have to say to somebody, uh, which I never will, I love uh, you're an opera singer. Never, I, never say never. You're an opera singer. I love opera. I will never say that. You will never hear those words come out of my mouth. I will tell you that now. I will put hey, country hey, music. Hey, 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 hey relax. <laughs> I will put, listen, here's how it works for me, okay? Heavy metal. No kidding. Rock and roll.
2: Okay.
3: Rap. This is an order, okay? This is the order of it here. Country music. And way, 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 way down at the bottom there, opera. Okay? And I'm being being joking. I'm not being serious about that. Yes, I don't like, I hate opera there. But you know what? God can use opera singers too, okay? So whole point being.
1: Look, we got a message from our good friend Lillian. Lillian. Yes. It's going to be coming up on the screen here in a second. She says, fear of the sin itself. That's why they call out Jesus for eating with hookers and tax collectors. Right there. There it is.
3: Oh, yeah, I see it now. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> just, I, okay. I don't need my glasses for it. I see it. Absolutely, Lillian. Definitely. You agree with that? Absolutely. But I want to point out one thing here. And Fear is sin in itself. Fear is sin, yes. No, right. In itself.
1: You had to understand the way she's saying it. All right, let's read it again. Fear of sin itself. Okay, maybe I'm mm-hmm. putting more on that, but I understand where she's going with it. Right, right. Fear is sin itself, regardless of the fear of the sin. Fear is sin. So if you fear something, and it, it's it's kind of like a two-edged sword because fearing, fearing righteously God is one thing, but fearing a conclusion that you have no control of, or maybe you instigated it, is is sin itself. So if you instigate a problem and you don't know the outcome, the sin is the fear that you you put on. Get what I'm saying? I understand. Okay, yeah. that's why they called out Jesus for eating with hookers and tax collectors because he knew those people feared the law.
3: They feared religion. You know what I'm saying? You know that that uh, that goes into a whole new area here. Remember the uh, remember the woman that uh, was the adulteress that was about to be stoned. Yeah. Uh, I better not say it. No, nope. that's okay. <laughs> Why are you gonna say it? <laughs> okay. You put it out three miles. You, you notice how they weren't gonna go ahead and try to stone the man. They weren't stoning the man. They didn't wanna stone the man. Why? Why is that? takes two to tango in an adulterous relationship there. Right. So Maybe why, because they had some sins of their own. Well, obviously, that's the reason they stoned,
1: didn't stone her, because they looked in the mirror. But the question, the spiritual mirror, the question is, why didn't they stole the guys? All the guys she slept with, why didn't they get onto
3: them? Because maybe they... Maybe they were some of them. That. I'm, 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 that's,
1: that's where I was leading to. Okay. I was leading to the guilty doesn't want to throw the guilty. So... Even if you're religious, doesn't mean you're not you. You ain't uh, you ain't doing some things you shouldn't be doing. And the religious people sometimes can be the worst ones, because you get so caught up in your religion that a little bit of sin creeps in, and next thing you know, you know you're having problems on a different level. You know, it's, it's, so so sin fear itself in a situation in which you create. Okay, you created that. You made decisions
3: to cause that to happen.
1: Whose fault is that? God's or yours? Mine. That's accountability.
3: I take ownership for all, every sin that I've ever done.
1: Okay. Now the, the, the blessing or the favor is that you taking accountability for it, him giving you a way to correct it in your obedience to that correction. That's the blessing. I don't like the word obedient. It sounds like it's it's a it's a religious to me. It's a religious connotation, but I can, I'll use it in this way because I feel that it's needed this way. Your obedience to His way of helping you through a sin that you did on your own
3: is a blessing. You know, here's the sad thing, all right. That just uh, and this is just a little bit off the topic here. Uh, I mean, not off the topic. No, no, no. Wait. We're on a roll. No, no. I don't mean off the topic, like off the topic, but just something, a a little side note here. Okay? Listen. You know what? You know what hurts? I can own up to my own sin. All right? And I can bear the brunt of my own sin. I've done it before. All right? And, but what's harder for me to handle is how my sin affected other people.
1: Now now I can agree with that. I can track with you on that one.
3: You know, I I talked about it uh, about a month and a half ago there, where I had to go, I came up to somebody and I asked them to forgive me for something that happened almost 20 years ago. Okay? I had lived with it. Now, I understand God's forgiveness is there. I knew I was forgiven. But still, it, it it haunted me, and it and it was like a a a, um, a a rock in my in my shoe.
1: I'm happy haunted
3: all the time. I I'm okay with being. You know, I I have, I have got to be careful on how to put it there because there is forgiveness there. But then there's also to there. We have to. God's forgiven us, but we also have to learn how to forgive ourselves we have to go ahead and apply the forgiveness to us. I agree with you. And the hardest thing that I had to do, that I had to deal with with what I did was the fact that I hurt some people. And you and I have, we've talked about it before. Yeah. I hurt some people really hard. And I was a complete, uh, I just, it should have never happened. Oh, okay. you,
1: oh you, you, were, you were an Adam Henry?
3: No, no, it was just that I was not, I I had allowed a certain sin to come in. You and allowed it? I, I Without going into it, detail, it you allowed it. It yeah. crept up on me there to, to the point of where I had finally had to realize that, you know what? I allowed this to happen. That's great. That's good. That's it good. wasn't something that just came in and said, oh, I'm going to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and open up myself to this over here. That's fantastic. You know? It's fantastic to do that you, you recognized it. It may
1: have happened, but you still recognize it.
3: Yeah, I recognized where there were certain things in my life that weren't taken care of that God wanted to take care of earlier in my life, but I didn't let him. I didn't let him do that there. And unknowingly there, I ended up getting caught up in my own actions there, which hurt a lot of people. And. Like I said, I can deal with the fact that I have gone ahead and, and made mistakes. I cannot, uh, the hard thing for me to deal with there is how I hurt other people there. And I had to go ahead. And when I came up to this person a month and a half, two months ago, whatever, and I said to them, I'm sorry. I had said that to them many times. But you know what they did? The person looked at me and he said, I released you from that years ago that should have been a hallelujah moment well it was I you, looked at him and it I don't sound like it well I looked at him and I said thank you because I didn't know what else to say because it had burdened me a lot and it burdened me more than it more it had it was a, it was something that I was carrying but God released me from that and let me know hey you know what he he released you from it let yourself go mm-hmm Why do I say that? Because, listen, the thing is, is that you don't want to get to that point there where you have, you've got to, you've got to go ahead and deal with that, with that burden. Don't get put in that position to deal with it there. Now, if you do, there is forgiveness. God will forgive you there, but you don't want to have to go ahead and deal with that. No. So try to stay away from that. If there's things in your life that God is dealing with you about, repent from it. Give it over to him, turn it over, let it go, and then let him deal with you on it there. We've been talking about brokenness here. This is a part of what we're we're speaking about. That God wants to go ahead and get you to the point there in your in your in your life there where you have no other way uh, other way to go. You've got nowhere else to go. You're at your Red Sea there. But again, it's not because He wants to destroy you. It's because He wants to go ahead and destroy those things that are trying to destroy you.
1: Well, you got to remember one thing: the anointing breaks the yoke. Okay, an anointing. Yeah. An anointing. Do you know what anointing is?
3: Anointing is the oil.
1: Anointing. Well. It, 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 it's much more. It's more than oil, but that's where it starts. Okay, the anointing is the way the spirit moves on you to bring a blessing or a change a trajectory. Okay, anointings break yokes off people because what you're doing is you're amplifying what's already going on. So if someone's praying for you. They can tell you have a yoke on you. Yoke of sin of whatever it is. They apply the oil. The oil is like putting a highlighter on your hand. And you 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 get close to that person, whether you put your hand on their on their head, their ears, whatever. That aroma from that oil, that anointing, is magnified to a point to where it's supposed to help you achieve that broken yoke. If done correctly, the way God intended it to, it's going to do that. Okay, because that's why we have the prayer oil. It's to break the yokes. Now, yoke, yoke, excuse me, is think of it as the ozone layer over your sin. Because sin in itself is bad. But the yoke is keeping that sin on you. You break the yoke, take the sin off, hit it to the cross, move on. Okay? Yokes are difficult because it takes more of an anointing to break a yoke. People have yoke and addictions. People have yoke in depression, anxiety, mental issues. People have yoke in relationships. People have yokes and stuff. That's why they say don't be unequally yoked with the partner that you choose to be with the rest of your life. Because that yoke and your yoke. If you're a, a believer in the Lord and they're not, that's not going to mesh. True. That's a yoke. That's a, a stronghold. Okay, another word for it: stronghold. So what I'm what I'm saying is this: break those yokes. It's not simply just repenting, which repenting True. is right. is the, is the, is the end of it. But you have to get in. You got to dig. You got to get the shovel and dig this stuff apart. You got to dig and put that sin in that coffin. Okay? And that's breaking yokes. Ask the Lord to help you with that. Help you get through it. Okay? You repented. You say, I'm sorry. I made mistakes. I've done this. I've done that. Okay. He gets you. But that doesn't necessarily mean the yoke is broke. That just means that you have accepted the fact that Jesus is going to be in your life. Yokes are different. Yokes are afterwards. Those are things that you have to work on because we say, we, we tell you to come as you are. That means you're coming with the yoke on you. You sure. repent. Mm-hmm. Repentance doesn't mean yokes break off automatically. That just means that you recognize that Jesus is going to be part of your life and the Holy Spirit is going to be directing your life. Once you get that redemption, now you guys start breaking the yokes off. Start getting that sin together, okay? This is why, and I'm gonna end it right here. Come on, have you lead them? This is why I say the church's leadership has got to be accountable because you're not gonna know how to remove those yokes. You're coming as a sinner, saved by grace, True. not a saint flying with a dove. True. So the church has got to step in and help you, show you, lead you, and guide, direct you, and how to get those yokes off. So you can be a better Christian. True. Make sense? True. Absolutely.
3: Lead them. Has it really been, has it really gone by you, so far? You keep asking the same I, question. I know. Like, I I, I, You're I just, lost in space, bro. <laughs> There's no way that we've been sitting here for two hours almost. Great, I, great content. Well, you know what? It's 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 content that's needed. Hey. You know. Twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle. Yeah, da, 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 do, whatever. Okay.
1: That's a thing. It's our, it's our thing, bro. We're bros. It's a thing. Don't 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 lighten
3: it up. Alright, come on. Every- let's do this again. One more time. Yeah, one ready, more time. ready, ready, ready. Yeah. Yeah, Twinkle, 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 Tw- Don't. Wait, 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 wait. Is it twinkle, twinkle, twinkle? Twinkle? Twinkle four times. Why do we have to say twinkle? It's <laughs> Just the way it just you know, sound like twinkle toes. <laughs> you think I wasn't thinking that when I looked at you? I'm they ain't doing it now, buddy. What? What? uh uh-uh, I'm gonna. No, i messing with you. Come guys. out in the name of Jesus.
1: Come out. Have you watched that movie with, uh, uh, what's it Vaughn and in the Rock when they, when the they got caught in the the car and they came out and just, twinkle, twinkle, baby, twinkle,
3: twinkle. No, I I didn't see that. What what movie did, was did, that? Uh, what what is it? It was a
1: Rock movie. That's <laughs> when the Rock was acting a little. Uh,
3: uh, did I miss something? There?
1: <laughs> yes, it's our thing. Twinkle, twinkle, baby, twinkle, twinkle.
3: All right, here it goes. All right, all right, you ready? Okay, you're gonna use this to bribe me later on. That's the whole purpose of you wanting to do it right now. Okay. All right. Twinkle, 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 twinkle.
1: twinkle, 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 twinkle. 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 There okay.
3: we go. We got it. All right. Do okay. that live radio and TV, man. We're 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 really something. Yeah, but I'm not wearing
1: a tutu. I hope not. Jeez, that was. And I don't
3: eat Fruit Loops either. Okay.
1: Oh, follow the oath. Two cans <laughs> in. What? Follow the nose, Toucan Sam.
3: You obviously didn't get the reference when I said Fruit Loops, okay? Ah.
1: I'm thinking platonically.
3: (laughs) Henry, when you get a chance, call Boy Blue and explain to him what I mean by. He was here earlier. Fruit
1: Loops. Fruit Loops, my goodness, man. All right,
3: okay, all right, all right. Or Fruity Pebbles? (laughs) Fruity Pebbles. All the rainbows, uh, <laughs> Lucky the charms. Way. Oh, whatever, lucky you know, charms. Rainbow. Yeah, lucky oh,
1: charms. Yeah. Hi, it's my lucky charms, eh? <laughs>
3: what? Uh, did, did we just... It must be because it's late, okay? okay. All right. Lead so them, what lead what, what them. do we got here? Okay, <laughs> 851. All right, okay. All right. Bottom line is this, all right? So, uh, as we, we've been talking about all these different things here, and again to go back to what the baseline was there Uh, you know Moses God calls Moses to the the Red Sea there and Moses is going I don't know what you're doing Lord but you know what okay I'm just going to trust you there but again he brings you to those places there where there may may not be an out there so again not for your destruction but for the destruction of those things that are set out to destroy you now you have to go ahead and trust and and learn to hear what the the direction of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to learn that there and you have to because listen. Jesus Christ, he is the great shepherd. He is the he is that shepherd that will lead you. My sheep hear my voice and they don't listen to another You have to go ahead and know that voice. You've got to know that voice, not just on a knowledge level, not just on uh, on a, uh, oh, this is in the Bible level, but you have to know that voice in a deep, intimate way. When Boy Blue calls his wife, his wife doesn't have to say, who's this? Why? Because she knows his voice. She hears it every day. She talks with him every day. Same thing when I call my mother. My mother doesn't need to say, who's this? because she knows. And that comes through, that comes with having a relationship with Jesus. That is how you get from point A to point B. How you get from being in front of the Red Sea to behind the Red, to having the Red, how to go from having the Red Sea in front of you to having the Red Sea behind you. It takes the knowing of Jesus to be able to do that. And that's what he's calling you to. That's what he wants to. That's what he's reaching out for you today. He wants to say, "Come on, man, listen to me. Talk to me. I want to have a relationship with you. This is serious. This is what changes nations, man. This is serious. Whether you're a little boy, where you're wanting to hear the Lord, where you're an old, old, old man that wants to hear from God, God wants to speak to you." God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants you to hear His voice, and He, in turn, wants you wants to hear yours because He desires to have that relationship with you. And that only comes through giving your life to Jesus. Now, if that's you right now and you want to hear that, you want to know this, you want to know God, you want to know direction for your life there, you want to understand what your purpose is, then you've got to give it over to Jesus. And I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my life. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior.
1: And my Savior.
3: Jesus. Jesus. I want to know you. I want to know you. In an intimate way.
1: In an intimate way.
3: I want to under- I want to know you as my Lord and my Savior. I want to know you as my Lord and my Savior. So I give you everything, Lord Jesus. So I give you everything, Lord Jesus. Take it. Take it. Come into my life. Come into my life. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Wash me clean in your blood. Wash me clean in your blood. And make me new again. And make me new again. And that's and if you prayed that right now, then Jesus will take you at your word. He will take you at your at your at what you've asked him to do. He's going to honor your word there and come in. I pray for every person that's heard this right now, at this moment, every person that's been listening to us there, that they've been ministered to. That they've been spoken to there by your by the holy spirit and i pray that father god i plead the precious blood of jesus over them cover them watch over them lord god and hallelujah show yourself to them make yourself real to them right now in the name of jesus in the
1: name of jesus
3: i believe and i receive what i ask for
1: you know how you know that you you receive that i'll tell you exactly how you know you receive that the passion comes alive in your life you want to seek You have questions. You have have something burning in you that you want to know more about. The prayer is beautiful. The seeking is, is where it's at. So right now, Father, I ask you right now, all those who said that prayer, Father, said your sinner's prayer, Father, the prayer of salvation and that achieved salvation, we ask you right now to move on them, Father. Holy Spirit, move on them. Give them the passion to want to know you. Give them the passion to want to seek you. Give them the passion to go and 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 find the, 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 the tools needed, whether it's a local church, whether it's even us, going to our website and going down and seeing how to read the Bible and 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 following our messages and what we put out, Father. And the ministers that minister every day on this on this station, Father, for you to have them just have the passion to want to know you that passion leads to correction leads to discipleship and you get people who are solid we ask you that
3: amen. in Jesus name pray amen, amen. good uh, stuff bro good stuff it's been a it's <laughs> been a 2 hours already
1: yes yes <laughs> man well let you guys know i got word that next week show we're going to have a special guest.
3: You going to let me know who it is? Should I? Should I tell you? Yes, you should tell me because I'm kind of like going to be here next week. Yeah, I hope so.
1: Next week, we should have the one and only DJ G. Bless. Awesome. He will be live with us via video. So we will be I- able to watch and see him and talk to him face to face on the on the video.
3: I'm excited, man. That's 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 really awesome. Awesome Thanks stuff, add, man.
1: I'm really happy for that. He, he asked me a couple days ago. I obliged him. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be some good stuff, guys. Real good stuff, man. I hope you've enjoyed House Party today. What whatever you may be listening to, whether it's via our, our network or live, guys, make sure make sure you understand one thing. Indulge the Holy Spirit. Get on the path. Seek, you shall find. Okay? Much love to you guys. No flow. Anything you want to have before go
3: Jesus is Lord. Is there a way? You think, can you do that like a wiki wiki thing while I say that there? Ready? Ready? Jesus is Lord. Amen. He loves this song, I'm telling you.
1: Okay, and I I always say after every show, Pentecost. Cause he paid it at all cost. Costs. We'll see you next week, y'all. D blessed. Much love to you. Have a incredible weekend with Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Just in case you forgot, this is my millennium. We in the field trying to proselyze a million. Brought from dark to light like TV Vivian. The spirit lives in us like we some condominiums. We soldiers of the Lord, Brody, not civilians. And armies rising up and God is sending them to be about the Father's business. And on our list, we forever keeping ministry on top of Benjamin. Trying to be the reason that some demons fled. Preach the heathens, that's what Jesus said. We've been made
2: alive, ain't no spirit guides. But we the beacons trying to reach the dead. Ain't no crown on my freaking head I'd rather leave it at Jesus' feet instead Cause I'd rather honor my king instead Stay true to the vow and keep
1: the pledge In these horrifying times, I'm just trying to glorify God With the mob, no organized crime The Father got my back, yet the Lord is my spine And I keep a sword on my side Ready to wage war like Paul did it With a holy regiment and we all with it And we authentic, I put my heart in it On fire for the Lord like an arsonist I won't
2: call to quits, no I'm in it for the long run Since I got saved, everybody been saying I've been on one